0: go get his thoughts for a few minutes on the NFL draft one week from tonight Dan Miller one of the great voices when it comes to calling NFL games he's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan welcome back Daniel how you doing I'm doing good man I'm excited about a week from tonight you know going through all these mock drafts and I was looking at Jeff Risden at lionswire.com I just went through the latest from cbssports.com they have Bijan Robinson the running back at 18 they got Witherspoon the corner uh, at six for the Lions. Uh, and in this mock, you see three defensive players in the top five. So it's been quarterback, 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 quarterback conversation. Uh, but now the defenders are starting to make a move, or is it just smoke?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of smoke there. And, and it could be smoke either way. It could be smoke that you know people are thinking four quarterbacks are going to go early. It could be smoke thinking that some of those quarterbacks are going to fall and these defensive players go up. What I tend to notice is, as these mocks start to flow in one direction, then the other mocks, it seems, seems to flow in that direction. It becomes the hot opinion of the minute. So, look, nobody really knows except for the people inside those draft rooms for each team. Uh, beyond that, we're guessing, let's face it, if you look back on a mock draft when it's over, if somebody nails, what, eight or ten of them, that's a ton. Um, so it's, it's, it's really hard to understand what's going on. So That's why... You know, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with the Lions. Will it be a run of defensive players or will it be a run of quarterbacks before them? And that's going to just heavily impact what they do at 6 and, and a little bit further down the line at 18, but mostly at 6.
0: Dan, are you telling me that people actually put things online or on social networks just to get clicks? <laughs> I think that's pretty
1: <laughs> fair to say that, that does happen. And you know, I, I think people are going off their best abilities. A mock draft is just that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, coming down on anybody or, or, or making fun of anybody or, or the, the work that they do because they do work hard and they do know a lot about these players. What they don't know is how these teams value those players, and that ultimately is what tells you where somebody's going to go. I mean, look, when you just see C.J. Stroud or, or, or uh, Bryce Young bouncing, who's going to go at number one, then all of a sudden you see Houston's not going to take a, a, a quarterback at number two. I mean, look, nobody was saying that you know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago even. Now all of a sudden people look at it like that may be the truth. So it just, it seems as as a piece of information, right or wrong, comes out, it heavily impacts the next couple of mocks that come out, which we get multiple mocks a day. And again, to be clear, we all love this. And, and the people that are doing it work hard, and they're very knowledgeable, but it's just almost impossible to really know what's going on behind the scenes.
0: Dan Miller, Radio Voice of the Lions, joining us here on The Huge Show So if this guy's there at six and they select him and you would say that is the guy that I thought was the best fit for the Lions, how would you fill in that blank what name?
1: Well, I think the best fit from a need standpoint is Jalen Carter. I just don't know if they have any sort of comfort level with drafting him. I just think if if he's fully engaged, he's exactly what they need. But I think there's questions about whether or not he's ever fully engaged uh, for a full game questions about off-the-field things. So, you know, talent, check, intangibles, culture-type things, some major red flags. So, him aside, look, if one of these mocks was correct and Will Anderson fell, great. You're overloaded with that at that point, but you figure it out. He's probably the most talented, arguable player in this draft. I mean, Tyree Wilson makes sense. I'm not against, as some people are, drafting a cornerback at number 6. And the reason is simple. Number one, as we have seen here year after year, there's tremendous attrition at that position. Number two, you have basically Cam Sutton under contract for next year, and beyond that, you're looking at uh, trying to figure out what your depth chart's going to look like. I would look at it, and I'd say, if, if you truly have three corners ranked above the rest, let's just say Witherspoon, Gonzalez, and Porter, and you think they are starters in the NFL, and a class above the next group of guys that comes out at corner, be it banks or somebody like that, I think at that point you have to seriously think about it because i 'm looking at that guy as my starter in twenty twenty four quite possibly because if c j Gardner Johnson comes in and plays well he 's a twelve to sixteen million dollar player next year. If Mosley comes in and plays well he's a twelve to sixteen million dollar player next year. So if I take one of those guys i 've got a guy that's much more you know. Able to fit into my salary cap from an economic point of view, if you if you truly believe it. But this comes down to what you think these guys are. Do you believe they are starters in this league? And if you believe that that this is a frontline guy that can man that position next to Cam Sutton ultimately and ship in now, um, I, I just think it makes sense to go that direction. And I think some people just get hung up on the Okuda thing, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Um, Look, I think anyone of a couple of defensive players makes sense there. I think Tyree Wilson's going to go somewhere in that top six. I think Anderson will go somewhere in that top six. Carter is a wild card. And then you could convince me on an offensive lineman if if you thought that Skoransky made sense because I don't know if they're going to be able to sign Jonah Jackson after next year. I just don't know physically or, or financially how do you pay Decker, how do you pay Ragnow, which you've already done on both, you're going to pay Panek. That's happened. And then does Jonah Jackson fit in, you know, with a top-end guard salary as well? It's hard to see that. Love Jonah. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it. So if you say, I'll take Skaronski, and he's going to be my starter there. He can kick out the tackle if, if I need him to, uh, if you believe that, that he can do that, despite some of the shortcomings that people talk about. So, look, I think you can talk yourself into any number of things that make sense, And let's be clear, one of the reasons that is is because they've done such a good job of filling out this depth chart that, as Brad Holmes was saying today, they don't have anything that you feel like you're going into this draft desperate to get. So I, I believe that it's wide open. I have no idea how they value these guys or what they're looking at, but I can make a case for a couple of things that just absolutely wouldn't shock me.
0: Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, one week from tonight, round one of the NFL Draft in Kansas City. You can join me as I'm emceeing on stage with Herman Moore and Devin Gardner. NFL Draft Party, biggest in Michigan, inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Dan will have the TV coverage down in Detroit uh, there with the Lions and more. I appreciate everything, my man. Enjoy the draft.
1: Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it.
0: Appreciate it. All right, Dan Miller, check it in.